Did you guys hear the music out there? No. 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 You were just, you were just going. You guys are going ham. Yeah. 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 That's pretty funny. Perfect. Hey, welcome to uh, Peak Performance Partners. First podcast. Are you killing it? Are you killing it? I'm Patrick Stewart. Ricky Navarre. Volker Huber. And Kevin Hernandez. Kevon. Kevon, are you killing it? I'm killing it. Tell us what happened today. So we had a board today. The Nevada Hispanic Business Group got together, got some business owners together, got them to come in and bring some topics. What were some of the topics they brought in? Uh, so a couple of the good topics were how can I move my business forward um, and how can you guys help me identify my blind spots? And that was a good one. Mm-hmm. We had some great uh, insights and great feedback. Would you say in general that the businesses in Nevada are killing it? No. <laughs> They're killing it. <laughs> uh, why aren't they killing it, Volker? Why aren't they killing it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I think they are killing it, as a matter of fact. I think especially the businesses that we work with, yeah. they are killing it. They are. <laughs> they're killing it or they're getting killed, right? <laughs> it's one or the other out there. <clears throat> Ricky, what's your thoughts? I mean, you're, I call Ricky the mayor of, of Las Vegas. What's your thoughts on the, the status of Las Vegas or Nevada businesses? I will tell you, I think we're bouncing back. Like, dead serious. We are, we are resilient. Business owners in this, in this state are something else, man. And even with the, the new COVID variant, forget about it. Business owners don't shut down. They don't stop. They don't slow down. They just figure out a way to, to power through. And that's one of the things I do like about our business community. They are, um, they're innovative. And so the things I'm seeing with some people that uh, the people we work with has been incredible. And hearing some of the things even from uh, the board with Kevin this morning, they are some hungry entrepreneurs. And, and it's, it's that thing that, they're willing to accept they know what they know. It's what they don't know where the opportunity lies. And they, even the guy today, he's like, look, I, I know this, and I'm really good at this. It's everything else I suck at. Yeah. And that's, that's my two cents. I think that uh, we're, we're moving the needle in this town. I, I, I heard I, I, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt him here no. for a second. Not only in this town. As a matter of fact, that is true for Nevada uh, just the entire state. Yeah, right. Uh, For the people to understand, I am representing the Northern Nevada business community. And what you said, I can totally uh, agree with because also in Northern Nevada, businesses are unstoppable. And uh, additionally, the entrepreneurs are hungry Mm -hmm. to move forward. And especially in the Northern uh, region, and we just expanded to there, um, the tech side of things is very important. There's more and more companies coming. We're building a massive industrial center in uh, uh, which is which is called a USA Parkway uh, big companies eBay Google. I got a ticket by the way speeding ticket last time I was there right there so I think it's a speed trap too uh, <laughs> uh, one thing that is very important to know this is one thing one thing that we're struggling with actually is that it's only one road to go there right and that's very easy for the cops it's very easy to uh, to get people but yeah, uh, it's it's a great state to live in, and it's a great state to do business in for sure. Kevin, let me ask you this question because we see this all the time. We heard, uh, "Hey, nobody can do your push-ups for you." 
So a lot of business owners know what they need to do, but are they willing to do it? No, mm. no, no. <laughs> That's a, yeah, oh it's, it's, a, it's a matter of, of their KPIs. I mean, when it comes right down to it, nobody's going to get out there and market your business for you. You got to be able to get up every morning and you got to know that these that marketing falls on your shoulders. And if you're not out there marketing and if you're not out there branding yourself, uh, no one else is going to do it for you. It's like throwing kisses to a girl in the dark. Right. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. Well, and, I, and I also like that KPI because one of my favorite bosses once told me, he said, hey, if what, what gets measured gets done. So if you're not measuring it, don't expect what you don't inspect and and that's your KPIs right there I I would I would say that one of the hardest things for business owners is to have a very real reality check look in the mirror and hold themselves accountable because nobody wants to admit when they're struggling nobody wants to admit when they're failing everybody I won't say everybody let me choose the right term but one of the things I've noticed is so many business owners, even incredibly successful business owners, are busy being busy. They're not being productive. And they can fill their, fill their time. And by the time the day's done, right, how much of what they did really moved the needle? And then when somebody looks at them and says, hey, by the way, what you really did, you didn't do anything today. You really didn't work. Yeah. Right? It hurts them. And they have that, like, well, what do you mean? You know, I did this, 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 this. It's like, so let me ask you this, Volker. How do you, produ- let's talk about productivity. How do you solve that problem? Not being busy, but being, not being active, but being productive. We actually have a word for it in German, which is called your company blind. Company blind, we have a lot of words in German. And they're usually, <laughs> and they're usually letter parades marching majestically across our pages. But being company blind means you need to open the eyes uh, of the person. You need to show them. You need to start to measure, like you said. If you don't measure, you don't know what, uh, what you're missing. Yeah. You're basically blind to your own mistakes. Everybody know, knows what they're good at, right? But uh, the, the idea that you basically keep repeating, you get into a rut, you do the same things over and over again, and that is where we, I think, need to make sure that the company owner sees the other side. We need to show them the mirror. Like you said, we need to be uh, in front of them and give them the KPIs. We need to make sure that uh, he understands all aspects of the business, not only the ones that he wants to hear, mm. also the ones that he doesn't want to hear. Yeah. Or she. I should be politically yeah. correct. Kev, how do you do it? How do you how do you stay productive and not get caught in the ha- on the hamster wheel? Well, I think uh, you got to get up motivated every morning. Get up motivated, got to know what... And let's go right back to KPIs. If you're not motivated to get out there and make your calls, to check your numbers, I mean, really your business, how is it going to survive? You know, I think one of the things, you just said it, and that really resonates with some of the things that I've seen a lot of our business owners struggle with, is check your numbers. And really run your numbers, not from your checking account. We have so many incredible, successful you know, businesses and business owners but they think they're successful because they got money in the bank, but they're not running it off of profit and loss. They have no idea really what's happening in their business. Therefore, they can't really measure what's happening in their business. Yeah. They're guessing, and that's a dangerous place to be in. And sometimes they're misjudging too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, they think they have a product and because it was successful in the past, because it was a process that has been around. One of the worst, worst things that you can say to me in my own company, um, when I say, why are you doing this? Because that's the way we've always done it. 
the way you've always done it uh, means that you're not reflecting, that you're not looking at the numbers. And you wouldn't believe how many business owners think that they're making money off something, and in reality, it's something else that they're uh, much more successful with. Mm-hmm. But their uh, idea of what the business is, and maybe it was like that in the past. Yeah, Maybe it was something that, that, that made them successful, but clinging on to things that don't make money, do not, um, yeah, you need to uh, optimize your margin. You need to understand what your margin is, and you need to understand where your profit and loss is. To run a company just off revenues, is a dangerous thing to do because again you don't know what you're doing right mm-hmm. yeah how do you get a, how do you get a business owner to admit that they don't know how to run their number their, their, <laughs> their company you ask them the right questions you ask them questions um, that they might have difficulty answering questions that they know they should know right such as what's your profitability on product a what's your profitability on product B and if they don't have those answers, then you offer them the help. Okay. So you need to, I'm not coming in to tell you how to run your business. You've been doing this for many years. I come in to ask you questions that make you reflect upon yourself and make you uh, understand, oh, wow, I should know that. Other businesses probably know that. Pro- who doesn't know that profit is important? <laughs> you know, who, 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 I think who a lot runs of a business and, don't know that. It, that profit is important. That that it's not that it is important. I I, I I I truly believe that they think because they're able to operate their business and come in and the door is open and they're paying people that they are profitable, but they really don't know exactly where their numbers stand. I look at always three things: products, processes, and people. Right? They usually know their people really well. They usually know their product really well, but the processes is what where you can improve the most. And that is something where uh, a business owner needs to be open, obviously. You can't have an ignorant guy who says, I'm the answer to all prayers. Uh, You need to have somebody uh, who's open to change. But guiding him with the right questions, that's how how I would approach it. One thing you said, we were talking a little bit earlier, and and you were talking about how business owners, a lot of times, they become kind of their, their own worst enemy. Because what they've done is, They've grown their business, but they've grown it all through them. And then they become the bottleneck in all the different areas because they're making, they have to make all the decisions. And, and how do you, what do you recommend, Kev, let's start with you. What do you recommend for business owners that, that get caught up in that, that all of a sudden they feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, there aren't enough days in the week, and there definitely are not enough uh, weeks in the month? Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I get in there, we, we see that all the time. We see business owners that just don't have enough time. We automatically start looking at what they're doing, and we, we look at what, you know, we actually teach them how to delegate. It's amazing how many business owners do not know what they don't know. I mean, they've got people right there that they can delegate. Um, everyday, everyday things, like taking a look at your email. How many emails does an average business owner get? about 100 to 150 an hour. And I know I've, I'm working with uh, business owners that, that look at all, every single email. There's just <laughs> no possible way they can be, you know, they're working in their business, not on yeah. their business. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. One thing that I've learned, and there was a sales rep working for me who asked me at one point, um, I was one of those business owners. Learning to delegate 
is is something that is not easy no. because uh, a lot of the um, members a lot of the business owners think if i'm not doing it um because i'm the only one who can do it right yeah, nobody you know like nobody can really do yeah. it the way i do it i know best but when i had a meeting and gopro wanted to meet with me uh for my uh company i was running prime memory solution at the time and i said oh um i should be on vacation at that time but i can cancel my vacation don't worry about it and the sales rep asked me a question that made me question everything he said uh are you a manager he said first of all don't uh, don't cancel your vacation you need to go on vacation that's very important because you need to have that work-life balance and he asked me are you a manager i said sure i'm a manager i manage people all day long that, that's what i do he said if you can't manage to take a vacation you can't manage anything mm. <laughs> and oh, that I is that. an absolute true statement and yeah. it made me question wow. because that also comes into play what happens if i get sick yeah. what happens if i get hit by a bus is my company robust enough that I could be uh, actually gone from the business for a little bit? I was that guy who checked the emails on the beach, right? right. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was that guy uh, for the longest time, but I learned to delegate. Right. But it needed somebody to open my eyes. So that's a good. That's a. A lot of times people ask, "Hey, how do I know if I'm if 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 I, if my business is running smooth or is is good maybe for a purchase or is what's the value the highest value and i think you just said it you know can you just leave your business for 30 days and it everything runs fine yeah absolutely the, the one thing you said that i think so many people look down upon or don't even look at is the keyword learn learn to delegate Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that it's just a skill set that, hey, well, hey, I'm a leader, I'm a business owner, yeah. I'm, I'm in this position, yeah. and nobody taught them this. And now they hold it on their shoulders, and they're not humble enough to say, hey, I don't know this. Like, somebody come and teach me. Where do they go for this information, right? Where do they go, you know, to, to learn these things? And Patrick, can you speak to that a little bit? How, does some, how do you walk somebody through that? Well, again, you, you know, I, th I think you just... You've got to, you got to get off the the. I asked him, you know, the uh, the the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. The rat wheel. The you got to get off that. At some point, you got to jump off that wheel and to look back and analyze. And you got to spend time creating and developing strategies. Mm. And you got to you got to look at your business from a strategic perspective, long term, not always just putting out fires. I think that's what we find. I'm looking at the fire extinguisher over there. We walk into some businesses, most businesses, and the owner literally has that fire extinguisher, and they're just running from fire to fire, and they're and they just keep complaining about the symptoms, not decide finding out what is the cause, mm. what's causing the fire. So you you know, and, and if you keep treating the symptoms, what happens is you'll they'll keep coming back up. They'll go down for a little while, and then they'll come back up. Trust is what uh, uh, you need to develop. First of all, the business owner needs to have trust that you know what you're doing when you're um, coaching him. But he also needs to learn to trust his people or her people. Yeah. And it, sometimes for them, they're so stuck, like you said, and, and working the, the fire extinguisher. Um, giving it and making a succession plan and say, hey, give a little bit at a time. We don't want you to uh, be hit by a bus. Yeah. Uh, and find out what happens. No, let's do this and, and 
make sure that it uh, makes sense for you in a step-by-step process. Because in the beginning, it feels when you give something to an employee, let him deal with a big customer, let him deal with a big vendor, give him more responsibility than they're used to. The company is your baby. Yeah. The company is your baby, and you, it feels like you're sending the babysitter to the teacher-parent conference, yeah. right? Where it that doesn't make uh, any sense uh, for you. You can't make decisions on this level, but give them step by step. Let them experience. Say, what are the steps that you feel comfortable with in the beginning, and then make a plan with the final goal to be 30 days away from the business. Yeah, that, but that's there's there's a lot of business owners, um, and I'm coming from a, a psychological, mental aspect. There's a lot of business owners that are comfortable putting out fires every day and they think they're accomplishing things. So <laughs> how do you get the business owner out of that mode? Yeah. Look at the numbers. Yeah, but they are comfortable doing what they're doing. Yeah, I understand. But looking at the numbers, a business owner who doesn't know his numbers uh, cannot be a good business owner. Let, let's face it. And uh, that is what we're... So that, that brings up a good question. How do you tell a business owner that they're not a good business owner? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the right answer right there. I'm not going to come in and say, you know what, you suck at running your business. Like, like, quite honestly, put a CEO into place immediately yeah. before that ship sinks. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is insane. But sometimes you just this, have to... This company is a dumpster just, fire, man. You have to call them out and tell them what they don't want to hear. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, but you... It, you then make sure that that you uh, give it to them in a way that you start positive. Then uh, let them discover it themselves. Again, go via the numbers. Uh, numbers don't lie. And then make sure that uh, you play to their strengths. And you say, okay, this is what you, what, what is really good. And then let them. What would you say are your weaknesses? And a lot of the people know that they're the bottleneck. A lot of the people know that they're running around. Yeah. Maybe they might be comfortable with it. Right. But ma- then you need to make it more attractive to have a cocktail on the beach and say, you know what, you, you might be comfortable putting out fires, but how comfortable would you be with a pina colada? You know, that, that, that is another level of comfort. So what I'm t- trying to say is you need to create a vision for them. And the vision um, is very important to get the company forward. Yeah. If they don't know where they're headed, they will meander all over the place. A vision puts you on track. A mission keeps you uh, on track every day. So I want to know where is that road uh, leading, and I want to also emphasize the fact that not only the vision is important, but the mission. The mission is what what are we good at? What are we uh, trying to achieve here every day? Yeah. In the company that uh, I um, used to work at, at Nitrato, we said uh, we want to be better. Period. Better. Period was our statement. That was a mission statement that one of the employees came up with, and my God, that does that work on so many levels. It's the shortest mission statement I know. Yeah, but it's uh, it trans uh, it transfers the company from the customer service person who just wants to b- provide a better customer experience yeah. to the owner who also wants to be better. And if that is the idea of bettering yourself, then everybody, including the owner, needs to be part of the process. And it's interesting when you talk about that vision. Nick Saban, I saw something where he he was talking in an interview, and he's he made the comment. Uh, He's the football coach for Alabama and, and um, arguably one of the greatest football coaches of all time for collegiate football. But he um, he said it's one of the first things he asks the, the, his his players when they come in. What do they want to do? And, and when he says 
when they say I want to play in the NFL, I want to, I want the, you know, that's what my, that's my vision, that's my goal, right? He goes, I love that. He goes because then now I know and I can tell them when they start doing something, they show up late for work or, or to practice. I can say, hey, that's not going to get you into the NFL if they miss a, a workout or they, you know, they 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 make it, they run a wrong route, they miss a block. He, he goes, I simply can say to them, hey. That's not going to get you. That's not what it. That's not what the NFL is looking for, and and so it really helps him, like you were just saying, keep them in line and get them back on the path when he sees them going off the wrong the, the wrong path. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting if uh, a player walked in and said, "I just want to learn my position the best I can." If he picked up a, a player like that or a recruit like that, how much how much better of a coach would he be? Yeah, you know, if he was. Able I'm sure to he's got some of those too, I mean, right? Yeah. Um, here's what I want to talk about. We we brought it up briefly earlier, and I, and I want to bring it up because I think it's 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 huge, right? COVID variant, right? COVID variant. What mm-hmm. the, the fear, the fear that's going on, or is it the opposite? Is it ignorance? You know, that's going on. <laughs> What 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 are you guys seeing out there? I mean, I can tell you some of my experiences, but I want to hear, Ricky. What are you seeing out in the in the marketplace? <laughs> Shoot, I don't know if I want to answer this way. <laughs> Here, uh, put the glasses on. We don't know who you are. There you go. I'll put my mind. There we go. There we go. All right, Ricardo. So, uh, um, I think that we don't care about the COVID variants, <laughs> bro. COVID variant, it. <laughs> and, and and to be sensitive to to the fact that you know when you get COVID you get sick it, it sucks and that that has it's taken people's lives like it, it genuinely like when you know if it happened to you I feel bad and uh, our prayers and thoughts go out to all those who've been affected by it absolutely um, are you vaccinated? <laughs> um, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> that's a soft no. That's a, that's a soft no. <laughs> um, and, and for for me, because they're, if, you're, if you're going to go open that can of worms, you know what we're having this conversation. People who are like, "Oh, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated." Not anybody's talking about the side effects, like the shingles that are out there, oh my right? God. like the blindness, <laughs> like some of the other side effects, bro. So I'm, they're like, "Go, go, get vaccinated. You better get vaccinated if you're going to do X, Y, Z." I'm like, "But are you going to take care of my family if I go blind?" Like that. Well, shingles right. come from vaccination of COVID. <laughs> right. Where the hell do you get your information from? Dude, I can tell you. You can so, find so, anything. So is there, is there, I can Google you can anything. Can Google it right now. But, but when was the last time you saw a kid with polio? <laughs> That's because of freaking vaccinations. <laughs> you know, that, when was the last time you saw a guy in an iron lung? That's because rotary is vaccinating people. Yeah, but how many people who've gotten vaccinated are now getting this COVID variant? There's, there's. Oh, you can there's still so get it. There's not. I, there's there's no but it's forty percent. Forty percent of this information actually comes from a doctor. Um, and forty uh, percent. Did you Google the doctor? No. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine is the head of neurology um, in in Reno. And uh, we, we talk about this uh, I think this a lot. is interesting because there's so many statistics, but I want to hear what you say. 40% of what? 40% um, of uh, the... So, so your chance is definitely uh, much higher not to get uh, when you're vaccinated, even the Delta variant. Um, and the severe cases that you can get, uh, the symptoms are much milder uh, if you have the vaccination. Uh, and that is definitely a case. And this is, you know, this is not an experiment. 
right? Well, so, you know what's so, interesting is this: when we, you know, when COVID first came out, yeah, I remember I remember saying, "Why well, don't know anybody has had COVID?" Yeah, we never I didn't know right? anyone. Yeah, and I now, know people. And now, what's happened with the COVID variant? Literally, three people this weekend that I know were in the hospital. Right. So before that, I only knew a few people that had been in three people this last weekend. So I thought that was interesting. But and I'm not vaccinated either. But I I had COVID. So I wonder. What's the odds that I'll get it again? Yeah, uh, I have a friend who had COVID and is vaccinated. Just to, uh, <laughs> just to make that as an uh, uh, example. Yeah, his chances are probably better than mine, yeah. but uh, being vaccinated yeah. in that case, um, it's good that we have a control group like you guys. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> everybody says, oh, you know, you. I, I, I don't want to be part of a big experiment. I don't want to be part of a, uh, I don't know what the side effects are. You guys are the control group, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty fine with the, the advances of modern medicine. Yeah, me too. You know, um, I so, have to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. You know, of course, uh, with, with health risk of any fact, uh, of any fact, I'm a fat guy. You know, so so I'm already in, in this in this percentile uh, that that if I get it, uh, it's gonna be worse. You know, so yeah. Um, we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, but this. I don't know. It's good it's because I wonder because you know what's happening is these conversations either are having people are having them or they're not having them or they're getting offended when they're having them. But I think I that, have a shark that says I'm vaccinated, but I still want you to stay away from me, <laughs> and, and that is what I wore for the flight from Reno down to uh, down to Vegas. Ricky has seen it, and that is pretty much my summary from it. You do you. Um, but don't clog up the hospitals, yeah. please. But my um, <laughs> in case I break a leg when I'm going off-roading, I don't don't want to have your coughing people yeah. um, in there clogging it up and using up the, all the resources. So if you're fine with not going to the hospital, die peacefully at home. Fine, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> well, with you, that. Know, you know what's irritating <laughs> is like today I went into a business and and I just forgot my mask and I was asked to mask up and 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 you know business owners. Their fear is that you know they don't want to tell their customers to mask up because they fear that they're going to lose that customer, right? Sure. Because people have all these opinions, just like how we have right now. But the, the fact the fact of the matter is is they got is that they have two fears. Number one, they feel that they're going to lose that customer. Number two, they fear the government is going to shut them down again. Mm -hmm. Who can survive a double shutdown? Within yeah. a year, no one can. Yeah, I put my mask on out of respect uh, for people. I'm vaccinated right now. I personally think I don't need a mask yeah. um, anymore. Um, but and I understand the Delta variant is out there, and I understand that there is a risk that even I could get potentially sick, and I understand all that. But out of respect for the business owner, if I go in, I always wear a mask because um, again, that fear that the government shutting them down. A friend of mine owns a cocktail bar. You know, I put my mask on. I don't know who's sitting there and uh, who's going to call um, well, today, you know, the authorities Andrea, on there. Andrea Blue, I, green or blue. Uh, remember when I coughed there? I coughed and it sat right next to her. She's like, oh, freaked out. Well, you can't cough anymore. As I'm coughing right now. Right? Yeah. It's sitting next funny. to the person who's not next to both of us. Dude, my man. And I, got, and I have a, I have a, I, I've got a cough that I just have, I've had for years. Yeah. And I can't walk around anywhere without anybody giving me the stink eye. How's that make you feel? Dude, I just hate so it. What would, so what, so a business that is, I guess my question is, how do, how do you guys, what advice do you give a business owner, right, that keeps growing forward? This? 
keep rolling forward. I think that we did a good job um, working with business owners during the first shutdown, of, and and mm -hmm. there were I would say there was probably what a good fifty to sixty percent of the business owners that even through shutdown they were they didn't want to be on Zoom. They still wanted to meet in person. True. And um, hey, at the end of the day, in in their eyes. I have a business to run. Nobody else is going to save me when my business goes under. You know, I, I don't depend on the government for help, and I do what it takes to survive. You know, that's that's the mentality of a, and you can't say hardcore businessman. You can just say that's the mentality of business survival. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly the case. That is the the entrepreneurial spirit at its core. Like, that's exactly you know, right. The they got into business taking all the kinds of risks. Yeah, risks risk that a go. normal person can't even it, fathom. Again, yeah, being a business owner, male, female, whatever the case is, being a leader in you know and making being the decision maker, having to face some of the challenges when you get told, "Hey, you have to do X, Y, Z," right? And you have to live with the consequences and the decisions that are being forced upon you. And then there's not a whole lot of support behind that, right? They are still having to go move forward, and the way they do it, it it inspires me. You know, no, I like what you said earlier about the spirit of the entrepreneur. Um, today in our group, we actually had a pest control guy that came in, and um, his topic was, how do I survive a divorce and still keep my business? If I have to give my business away, I would just go and start another business. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you talk about hurdles that a business owner has when they're in business. COVID is just one more hurdle to them in their eyes. And and if you have no fear and you uh, persevere and you're moving forward and you're doing the right thing. An entrepreneur yeah. much rather works 80 hours a week uh, for himself than working 40 hours for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So an entrepreneur has a dream to, and he understands that the moment the government is messing with this dream, it's his baby. You yeah. can't tell me what to do with my baby. You can't tell me uh, tell me how, how to do anything in my business yeah. because I'm, it's my butt on the line. Yeah, exactly. It's my butt on the line. It's my dream on the line. It's my future on the line. My family on the line. My hopes. My dreams. My my everything. Because at the end of the day, they are going through some tough times. Through business. Like right. I said, COVID is only a, a little hurdle. A business owner, an entrepreneur, is a person who lives many, many years like nobody wants to live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To then live like nobody can. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the dream that they have. And you, they're messing with uh, the dream in the future. And I think that a lot of businesses should have the right, in my opinion, to determine a lot more about their uh, business. Um, I understand the COVID regulations. I completely understand that there is a public uh, health um, crisis that can happen. Uh, all of that is true, but be very mindful of the small business owners because they are the backbone. Yeah. Not only in Nevada, of the, uh, they are the backbone of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Also in Germany as well. And we in Germany had a lot of regulations and people are fed up. People are fed up and say, hey, you can't tell me that, that I can't open my doors. In the beginning, up in northern Nevada, I'm not sure how it was down here, the friends of mine who uh, had a wine store weren't allowed to have customers in there while Walmart was selling wine just uh, down the street. Right. Mm -hmm. Where's the logic in that? Why are you Why are you supporting the large corporations and not the, the smaller ones? Right. 
And I think that this is something that uh, would scare me as a business owner um, uh, quite a bit. Not everybody uh, was affected in a negative way. Look at us. Our company has grown during the pandemic. But that is also because it's the dream, it's the hopes, yeah. and it's the hard work at the end of the day. But uh, other people are struggling, and it, the, your question originally was, what advice do you give to, to people? It really depends on the business. If you have customers coming in, make sure that you follow the regulations, make sure that uh, that you uh, have the hand sanitizer, make sure that your business doesn't get shut, shut down. Yeah. That, that, that's the important part. Yep, understand that. Um, and be respectful, understand it's a, it's a taxing time on everybody. Emotions are high, opinions are different. We have different opinions on the side of the table. Be civil with your people, avoid uh, hot topics with customers. Um, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. Or it's, it's, it's interesting, I just was with a group and, and you know the, the office had had some tension, but it was like, when we started talking today, I think, and this is in general, there's more things that we all agree on than what we don't agree on. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, or if you're, you know, what, whatever. I can't even vote in this country, you, so it's not my problem in the yeah, first place. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but there's more it's things, my problem, but I, there's I'm, more things that, that you can find commonality that you'll agree on yeah. than, the, than the things that make people hot that they don't agree on. But what I want to do is let's wrap it up with this. Final takeaway, Kev, advice for business owners or entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs out there that when we ask them, are you killing it? They'll be able to say, yes, I'm killing it. They'll be able to say, keep plowing forward and don't let anything get you down. Volker, what do you got to give? What advice? Keep killing it. Keep killing it. Keep killing it is uh, what I say. If you've survived, uh, kudos to you. Um, Tough times might still be ahead, but man, this business community can survive much more than a little virus. Yeah. Ricky? My advice is seek seek knowledge. Seek experience. You know, it doesn't have to be with us. It doesn't have to be with Peak Performance Partners. Yeah. But there there are some great people out there. You know what I mean? Like your friends that are successful business owners, don't go ask your mom and dad for business advice. When they've never ran a business, that is not the place to go. But be a student of the game and learn. If you are a leader, learn how to be a leader. You know, how to delegate, how to, you know, step back and look at your numbers. Back to the very beginning of this conversation, if you do not know what a PL is, right, profit and loss statement, you don't know how to read one, don't be too arrogant or prideful not to do it. You know, or just say, hey, well, I don't know, so I'm not going to worry about it. I got money in the bank. Find out, find somebody. You know, reach out to us. Whatever we can do, you know, somebody who can help you, so you can really get your your finger on on the pulse of your business, and that way you can kill it. <laughs> I like that, and and I'll I'll end with this uh, the African proverb: If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Queen with that, we are Peak Performance Partners. Keep killing it. Woo! <laughs>